And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. How many vaccines we need? 10 mil? Okay, we make 30 mil. What if someone wants more? Huh? Take the vaccine. You know what else you take? One clove of garlic every day. Swallow it whole. Why you not take the vaccine? Take it. I give it to you. You take it right now. I insist. It is yours. I already administered it. Oh, yes. Hear about Dana Christopoulos? Take some vaccine home. Give it to family. Huh? You know, come to Zoom church last week. Please, I have too much. Can you believe that? I put the vaccine in Tupperware. Where else she has to be? I give you Mela Makarno and I give you vaccine. All in one big Tupperware. Take it. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, January 29th. This is the drop. Hashtag full squad. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, Mr. What You Need to Know. Tass What I need to know is, JD, where did that cold open come from? <laughs> TikTok, baby. I, I don't know. Wow. Greeks are on TikTok. Who knew? <laughs> we got the Bass Master ripping them lips. Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. yo. The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Hey. Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team. Joining us live right now on YouTube, we see you, we feel you, we are you. Last night, we eclipsed 28,000 subscribers, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's inch our way to 30,000. Please keep liking the videos, commenting on the videos, sharing the No Dunks videos. The Classic Factory was humming yesterday. Oh my, production through the roof. We dropped our second edition of NBA Whoopsies, The Hoops and the Bloops. That's up. If you haven't watched that, go check that one out on our No Dunks YouTube channel page. Lee, a pop pack of cards with uh, Animal Planets, Coyote, Peterson. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a blast last night kicking it with fans during our first ever NBA happy hour. Uh, we jumped on at halftime of the Rockets Blazers and and stuck around for, what did we end up doing there? Uh, almost 90 minutes, I think. Yep, breaking down the game, talking exclusively <laughs> basketball, the numbers, the X's and the O's, the rotations, the personnel. If you want hardcore basketball talk, go listen to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's almost too much. Uh, you know, we, we got to lighten up a little bit next time when we do the NBA happy hour. Uh, yeah, but that was a lot of fun. So thanks to everybody that joined us uh, live last night or have watched it a little bit later. We appreciate it. If you're just a listener to the podcast... You know, we're not we're not dropping that in the podcast feed. That is just up on the YouTube page. So go check it out. You might like it, especially if you like the X's and O's. Uh, just breaking <laughs> down the game play by play. Uh, no, it's a lot of fun. All right, keep your questions and your comments coming for next week's Beach Steppin Podcast. Email them in. Best way to get them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Or you can try your hand at leaving a question in the YouTube comments or tweet them in at no dunks Inc. And uh, finally here, immaculate items always available at nodunks.com. We've got coming very, very soon 
maybe as soon as later today, but definitely on Monday, six or seven new No Dunks designs for you to rep the brand. So shout out to BreakingTea.com, baby. Loving this collab with them. So go check that out. NoDunks.com. All right. It's a drop. We got worst of the week. Tass, you got some nominees for us or just one biggie? Oh, we got a few, but there are also biggie, even amongst themselves. They're big men. That's what we're talking about. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, that's worst (laughs) of the week. Uh, We got rapid fire fun near the end. Uh, We will touch uh, briefly on last night's games. Uh, We'll fly through those, only four on, but I teased it. Today, it's Friday. We know that NBA All-Star voting is open. You can start casting your votes, filling out your ballots for the starters uh, on NBA.com, on the NBA app. You can get crazy and tweet in your favorite players too, up to 10 names a day. Got to include the hashtag NBA All-Star if you do that. But why don't we do it ourselves, right? Why don't we debate who should be right now, you know, late January, uh, who should be the 10 starters for the All-Star game? Now, whether or not we even have an All-Star game, we still don't know, but we're, we're naming them. So this will be fun. So Taz, you're going to get us started. We're going to start in the Eastern Conference who are your five all-star Eastern Conference starters? Got to keep in mind you need two backcourt spots, three frontcourt spots. Uh, you let us know, and then we'll we'll see or not uh, figure out whether we agree or disagree. Yeah, I think the five guys that I ended up with could actually be the starters when it when they are announced. Whether or not there's a game, there will be starters and reserves announced. And I picked mine in the the order I thought of them, all right? That's where I'm going to go with here. It ended up <laughs> nice. it ended up being three uh, three bigs and two littles. Um, but uh, this is the way I thought of them. This was the you know, the order of how they deserved it, or the ones that deserved it, in my okay. opinion. So first, I thought Joel Embiid, done. He's, you know, he's just prominent in my mind. Uh, he's killing it all over the place. He's having his best year. Uh, he's having his best year shooting threes. Um, but he's not taking a ton of them. He's having his mm-hmm. best year shooting from the mid-range. He's just phenomenal MVP candidate. Then I thought Kevin Durant. Uh, he's kind of yeah. back to normal. Maybe better than normal. Uh, his percentages are, anyway. Second in the NBA in scoring. 30 PPG. All right, so those are two big men spots. Yep. And then the third one uh, was also a big man for me. It's Giannis, who, yep. who's who got to be there. Um you know, we we debated when we were debating a lot of basketball last night whether it could be Demonte Sabonis uh, in one of those spots. Demonte Sabonis is almost assuredly going to be an All Star, and that's a heck of a compliment to be amongst that conversation. To be amongst the conversation with Embiid, Durant, and Giannis for Sabonis, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Giannis is averaging twenty seven, ten and a half, and five and a half assists, and those numbers are a drop off from last year. Uh, th- that's true, but that's how good he freaking is. So those three guys are my forwards. Uh, my backcourt and the fourth man I thought about was Bradley Beal. 35 points per game. Even though his team is stinky, we can debate that. I think he is uh, deserved of an all-star appearance. And the last guy, I guess this is where it gets controversial. It's sure. Jalen Brown. Okay. Um, 27 points per game, eighth in the NBA. Career high field goal percentage, three-point percentage. Keeping the Celtics afloat while Jason Tatum was out. Now, the, the, the debate there at the guard spots, probably James Harden, but... Couldn't give it to a guy who showed up late for camp. Uh, didn't seemingly want to be there. Was partying it up. It's impossible to give it to him. I think. He, and plus, he played in the Western Conference. I, I don't really. Oh. Oh. oh, oh wow! Wow! He, he talks that James Harden oh, slander. He's oh, he's back. He's back. Okay. Yeah, we lost you there at the end when you were telling us a little bit about James Harden. Hmm. Uh, well, for me, 
there's no chance you put him in the all-star game to start. But I'm I, I'm not all high and mighty. I can't I can put him in as a reserve. That's yeah. cool with me. Uh, I've got <laughs> rules, but not like steadfast rules. Okay, he can be a backup. Uh, Zach Levine's probably in that conversation, but I'm happy with him. B. Durant, Giannis, Bradley Beal, and Jalen Brown. Okay, what do you think, Lee, of Tass's five guys there as he as he just went through them again? Embiid, Giannis, Katie, and then the guards, I think, are is a little more interesting maybe than the uh, three forward spots for starters. We're just talking starters here. He's got Jalen Brown and Bradley Beal, uh, two guys you love. So what do you think of that yeah. five? <laughs> no, I've got exactly the same five. And I thought, I thought Bradley Beal would probably be one that does cause a little bit of uh, conflict here between us because he's having such a great individual season, but the Wizards completely stink. And so do you reward a guy who's putting up leading the league and scoring at 35 a game over other guys, you know, like a Zach Levine, who's not having as good a number as, uh, as Bradley Beal, but his team's having much better success. Um, <laughs> and I know that is someone who, uh, tra- I mean, the Bulls are back. We've heard that all season long. <laughs> uh, but uh, I ultimately did choose um, Beal because I think it's like, it's hard to leave a guy out averaging 35 a game. And with Jalen Brown, I think he has not only improved his statistical numbers, he's just taken that leap this season to become a legit star player. He was unlucky. I think I had him last year, actually, to make the all-star team, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. I think this year he definitely will. I think Tatum is probably the other one who would have really been hard to keep out of the starting lineup if he hadn't missed a few games here. You know, I don't know exactly who he would have replaced because Embiid, Giannis, and Kevin Durant are all having great seasons, but it certainly would have made it more uh, a better conversation. But... I ultimately left him out for now. He'll make the uh, reserves, no question about it. So, yeah, I have exactly the same five, and I, and I think Beal and Brown are deserving. I think there are other guys absolutely deserving of those spots, but uh, for me, it came down to just, I think I think Brown's legit as a superstar, and I think that uh, Bradley Beal at 35 points a game, it's hard to keep him out of the uh, out of the starting lineup. Well, what do you think, TK? Beal, is he in there? 35 points per game. It's nice. The numbers are impressive. His team's 3-11. and 11. They stink. Are we going to hold that against them? They stink. The only time you ever see Bradley Beal is he's scoring a whole bunch of points. His team is losing and he looks sad. Get him out of here. I got Trey Young replacing Bradley Beal. That's my only change. Trey Young, his numbers aren't what Bradley Beal's are unless you're looking at the W column. And then they're a lot higher. Uh, The Hawks had a lot of hype coming into this season. And it's basically been their team from last year that's been doing it. They're playing at 500 ball. He's uh, Trey Young is 11th in scoring in the league. He's fourth in assists. I just think he's had a little bit more impact on the league than Bradley Beal has. All we ever talk about with him is scoring a whole bunch of points, losing, and should he be traded? That, to me, is not necessarily all-star level. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, give me Trey Young ahead of Bradley Beal easily. What's ironic about that, though, is if Beal is selected, you know, if the fans want him, and, of course, he gets uh, the 25% of the media vote and 25% of the, uh, who's the final one? The players, right? They have a little Mm -hmm. bit of say in this. Do I have that right? I can never remember. Um, That Beal making it, if he was a starter, would be sort of similar to Trey Young, right? Last year making it as a starter on a, on a team at last year, at least when the Hawks were like underperforming, they didn't have a ton of wins, but he was putting up those monster numbers. And that was the big debate uh, where Trey Young got his first selection, but uh, sort of similar here with Beal. Uh, so you have, you, you have Trey Young over Beal, but no problem with Jalen Brown as the other guard. And the bigs are the three that Tassa started us off with. Yeah. I think that those four are locks to me in the Eastern conference. You got to have a Celtic in there and Jalen Brown has been the most consistent Celtic. Mm-hmm. You know, Kemba was out at the start of the season Tatum obviously missed a little bit of time with COVID-19. So Jalen Brown's been carrying the team and he's been awesome. Yeah, I uh, I can't disagree with where you guys are going. Uh, the Beal is interesting um, because there are a lot of other guards. And I think it's not just Trey Young in the mix. He said Zach Levine. You know, Harden is 
still James Harden and is still one of the best players in the game. Kyrie Irving has got to be in the conversation. Now, he's only played 12 games, Lee. You might hold that against him. Colin Sexton, your boy, incredible numbers on a team impressing a lot of people at 500, the Cavs are. He's only played 13 games. And then uh, the big Braga Daga, Malcolm Brogdon, um, you know, as we've talked about a little bit before as a potential guard. Now, I don't think he's starting. I don't think he's on that level of some of these other guys, but does he get in there? And then I say all that to get to the point back to Beal. Is it possible Bradley Beal, like, we have him starting in this game, but is it possible he doesn't even make the team because of all these guards I just listed? Like, at the end of the day, if he doesn't get selected as a starter, is he a, a guaranteed lock from the coach's task? That, that, yep, he's a reserve. He's in there. He's leading the league in scoring. I don't care if his team sucks. I'm not... I'm not 100% sure that's the case. Yeah, it's totally true. Trey Young got in last year as a starter, right? So yeah. it would be hard, I think, for uh, for coaches um, to, to look at the, the standings and, and pick a guy at the bottom. Uh, that's kind of the, the stance that coaches take, and that's why I'm a little surprised that Trey Kirby has taken that stance. Usually he's not a coach man. Usually he's an offense man. He's try, Bradley Beal's putting up like nine more points a game than Trey Young, so I thought you'd be in Bradley Beal's corner. I'm in his corner. He's an all-star, no doubt about it, but he shouldn't be starting. I mean, yeah, he's leading the league in scoring, but it does not matter at all. I mean, James Harden can lead the league in scoring every single season, and it's a debate about if he should be a starter for the all-star game. His team was winning games. I don't think it's a—I mean, Beal, that's cool, man. Like, that's awesome. I like to see the points. I do. I like to see the highlights, but every single highlight ends with him like this. Yeah, I don't think that's that's not his fault at all to me. To me, that's not his fault. I mean, Trey Young is he he hasn't had an overwhelmingly great season. He's been good enough, uh, but he you know, he hasn't been great. He he just he hasn't played up to his capabilities either. So, um, yeah, like Levine should be in the conversation. I think Trey should be in the conversation. Um, But I don't know. Beal, the thing they got going for them is that they haven't played a lot of games, which is kind of dumb to say because they've had so many guys out that maybe they can uh, you know, make their record kind of look respectable before the, the coaches have to check a box. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that they have that going for them. Yeah, they are horrendous. Uh, they are very bad. And they've got like eight guys playing for them every single night. So it it's a it's it's the worst situation in the NBA, I think, in terms of uh, you know the the COVID situation and guys just being in and out of the lineup. Something tells me Beal will get a lot of fan votes because people want to free him from Washington, <laughs> and he's top of mind, always going for forty and forty five every night. And you're uh, overestimating you know. how many Wizards fans there are. Well, yeah. I don't think Bradley Beal is like a beloved hyped mm. guy. He hasn't even really been touching All Star starter status in the past, especially amongst fan votes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good it, point. So so you think it'd be more likely that Trey Young, having get, gotten the vote, of course, last year by a lot of the fans and stuff like that, and, and still the Hawks are decent, uh, that he's more likely just to pull in more votes? Yeah, that's true. That's possible. I think uh, Bradley Beal had that interview last year with Chris Haynes uh, where he was extremely angry that he was, I think, somewhere like 10th amongst guards in all-star mm-hmm. voting. Uh, like It was bad. Yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. way down there in terms of popularity. You know, he's number one in Lee Ellis's heart. There's no doubt. Um, but he is, he's down there in terms of guards. Like Trey Young, yeah, I, slapped I, him I, around. In terms I just of feel like I keep seeing like Sports Center tweeting like another awesome game from Bradley Beal, yeah. and like Trey said, like sad look on his face, and everyone's like, "Free Bradley Beal, free Bradley Beal, free Bradley." Beal. But yeah, that doesn't mean it's going to translate into votes for sure. Well, the other thing is as well, he's not just putting up horrific numbers on bad shooting splits or anything. Like he's forty-eight percent from the field, thirty-seven percent from downtown, ninety percent basically from the line. 
and getting the five rebounds, five assists, and a steal and a half a game. So he's he's it's not like he's putting it up on just horrid percentages where no one else is doing anything at all because all the defense is coming to him. So he's having an efficient season. It's just the Wizards themselves stink. So, do you and- do you think uh, Harden and Kyrie sort of uh, you know wash each other out too with their potential? you know, likelihood of starting this game at least? I, yeah, I think it would be tough to have both of them in and Kevin Durant on that team. Um, I think with James Harden, I think it's fair to only take into account his time in Brooklyn so far to this point. And now his numbers from, he's played seven games for the Nets and he played eight for the Rockets and his numbers are pretty much identical. But I just think you have to discount those first games in Houston because he just, his attitude and his his, his body language just wasn't there. But out of the two, he and Kyrie, because Kyrie just kind of took some time off as well, I think that probably hurts Kyrie's chances. So Harden's mm-hmm. probably slightly ahead, but I, I just feel they, they could both still get in because they're both star players. But I, I feel it would be tough to have three Nets guys if the Nets are only sort of middle of the pack in terms of win-losses in the Eastern Conference. Oh, the Beantown boys will go crazy, I think, if Jalen Brown is not selected as a starter over, like, another net. Like like you're yeah. saying, like... Uh like a Harden or a Kyrie. I think Jalen Brown has a really good chance to uh, to actually get in there as a starter, which is damn impressive if that happens. Uh, Zach Levine, I would just love the Bulls, Trey. I know they are back, but if they were 10-7 and seven right now instead of 7-10, and 10, oh man, it would be very, very easy, I think, to go, that guy's scoring 27 a game on unbelievable shooting percentages. Uh, and you'd be like, oh yeah, he's he's in right now. Um, but I don't know, the, the record obviously does leave a little bit left to be desired. Unless you're three and eleven, then you can be a starter. I can't <laughs> right. believe it. I can't believe that you guys are the ones who are supporting Zach Levine for an all-star starter case. But I love to hear it. He was going to be my guy that I'm backing as a potential underrated guy who needs a little bit mm. of love. You saw a tweet from Dwayne Wade last night saying, "Get Zach Levine in the all-star game. He needs to be there. Twenty-seven, five and five. He's fifth in the league in scoring. Fifty, forty, eighty-seven percent from the free throw line. The final piece of the Bulls being back will be having an all-star. So yeah, I definitely think Zach Levine." is an all-star. I don't have him as a starter. You're right. If they're 10 and 7, perhaps yeah. he is. If they would have won one of those, maybe two of those games when they lost four in a row by a combined 11 points, if he makes one of those step-back threes, has a couple more game winners under his belt, then you maybe have him as a starter. But definitely I got him in as an all-star uh, when it's reserve time. All right. So we mostly agree Embiid, Giannis, KD as the front court players, and then Jalen Brown we all have. And then it's either Beal because you're just like, man, 35 points per game. I don't care if his team stinks. Or TK going with the other Trey uh, in Trey Young right now. Let's get to that question that you just sort of pitched there too, Trey. Um, I want you to dream big here, Lee. I'll go to you first. You know, go to bat for a guy in the East who's underrated that deserves some consideration. And I'm not talking starters here, just like moving forward that you want to go to bat for and say, this guy deserves a look for actually making the team when the coaches make their selections. Who you got? I'm going with the sex man because uh, it started out uh, it, all a bit of fun and games there with the Cavs and they got off to a hot start. But And he has missed a few games. He only played 13 games. Mm-hmm. But he's scoring 25.2 points a game on 52% shooting and 47% from downtown and getting four assists a game. Now, the Cavs themselves are 9-9. Nine and nine, Okay, so their record isn't great. But it's been more than just a sort of flash in the pan here from Sexton. He's been playing really good basketball and, uh, you know, again, that, that record is better than I think a lot of us expected to have the Cleveland Cavaliers in at this point of the season. I thought they were going to be way worse than they are. But does he get in over someone like a Malcolm Brogdon, who's putting up nice numbers himself at 23 points a game on 46% shooting and seven assists a game, but 
it's the Pacers, and the Pacers are having a better season in terms of win losses than the Cleveland Cavaliers. But because Brogdon doesn't stand out, he hasn't doesn't have a lot of highlight plays. Does that hurt his case and help someone like a Sexton who's who has been, uh, you know, the the prettiest kid in school at the moment this year? Because it's like, wow, look at the Cavs. It's it's, it's a great story. They're great fun to work. There they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Sexland. You know, and so do the coaches go? Well, listen, I think Brogdon is one of those guys who's been overlooked probably the last season or two, and he deserves to get in. Or do we just go with someone who's like having a, a fun season and catching a few more eyes in someone like Colin Sexton? So I think they're both deserving, but I don't think they both get in because again, you're going to have someone like, you know, Zach Levine. I think is 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 a pretty much a lock for a, a, an All Star berth at this point. I'd be shocked if he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got someone like a Ben Simmons as well. I mean, Ben Simmons on his oh. team, you know, he he's going to be in consideration as well, even though he doesn't have those huge numbers, but his team's very very successful and they're winning a lot. And then again, we've got the Harden Kyrie situation. So I think when you when you break it all down, someone like a Sexton or a, or a Malcolm Brogdon is going to miss out. Though yeah. at this point of the season, where we sit today, I think both are deserving. But I just wonder. Does Brogdon being on the paces hurt him because it's just it's just kind of overlooked and he's not a flashy player? Mm-hmm. I think you can lock that in that you're right. One of those guys, be it Brogdon or Sexton or maybe even both, are not ultimately selected. So mm. yeah, that, that, that'll hurt because they've both had really good years um, and surprised a lot of people in Sexton's case. Okay, that's a good one. So you're going to bat for guy. the Eastern Conference though, like Leah's saying. Harden and Kyrie will probably make the game. Spoiler yeah. alert: they're still all stars, even yeah. if uh, the way that he. James Harden left Houston was distasteful. Kyrie Irving taking a couple of weeks off, distasteful. They're still going to be all-stars. Like you guys are saying, Zach Levine, likely a lock. There's not a lot of guard spots left out there. So I kind of think Sexton and Brogdon might be left in the cold because they both got big men all-stars on their team as well. Boner, no doubt, is an all-star. You guys are talking about potentially as a starter. I think you can lock him in. And I think Andre Drummond is the guy that's going to get in from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's leading the league in rebounding. Uh, he's been very entertaining. He had the clip where he just stopped playing for a little bit, held the ball there. He's been grabbing that big beef, and he has been instrumental to the Cavs' turnaround, cleaning up on defense, running the court, making plays here and there. I think uh, that Boner and Drummond are both going to definitely be making the all-star team, which makes it tough. It makes it tough for to get two all-stars from the Cavs and the Pacers once you yeah. really just start adding things up. Yeah, you got two, two all stars, and you're really you're driving home two nicknames this year. It's hard to drive home two nicknames. You got beef and boner. I mean, boner beef, beef and boner at this in the same breath. It's gonna be tough. One's gonna make the all star team for sure. All nickname all star team. One will be appearing at All Star Weekend, probably here in Atlanta that they're seemingly gonna have, which is nuts. I, I think it's more likely boners in over beef. I'm not convinced, Drummond, wow. despite the monster numbers. You made a great case, TK, but. Uh, you know, I go through some other bigs. Like, Bam, is Bam a lock? I know the Heat stink, but he was already an all-star. That always helps with the coaches, too. They sort of like to just to run it back, and it's not like he's gotten worse. Uh, if anything, he looks even more impressive. And His numbers are not going to wow you, but he's a 20, what, 9 and 6 guy, and he's been their, uh, their only real rock there on the Heat with Butler play, uh, missing so many games. And then Tatum, like we said, that's a forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I start You start running out of spots. And then I'll go to bat for my guy here, who I think will be in the mix, who I've compared before already to Chris Middleton. Uh, it's Tobias Harris, who's having a really incredible season. Now, you brought up Ben Simmons. That's interesting, Lee, because it's like, is Simmons even the second best player on the Sixers right now? 
Or or does Tobias Harris deserve that? Now Simmons brings it out defensively, but that defensive, you know, they don't care about the, that in the All Star game so much. But Tobias Harris, twenty seven and three, his shooting splits, fifty two from the floor, forty six from three, and eighty two at the line, and his numbers again compare him to Middleton, really really close. And if you're the best team in the East. Are you a lock to get two All-Stars in no, that case? You no. know, we've seen it with the Bucks before, like Middleton making it, and deservedly so in my mind, with Giannis over a couple of years, uh, last couple of years. So I think a case is to be made for Tobias Harris over Simmons and then over some of these other bigs that were maybe thrown out there. If the Sixers have the number one record in the East, for sure. For sure. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean, sometimes a team can be a good team and not have that clear-cut number two option. Uh, you know, And that's the thing. Like, if you look at the Nets... Imagine they got three All-Stars with a superior, uh, an inferior record to the Sixers and the Sixers only got one. I mean, because that is also possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ben Simmons may miss out from that guard spot because he doesn't put up those huge numbers, even though he's got, you know, he's averaging about eight rebounds, eight assists and, you know, a dozen points a game. Mm-hmm. But he he is their second best player, even yes. if Harris has, you know, perhaps had uh, a little bit of better of a run here. And certainly he's been better under Doc Rivers uh, than he was under Brett Brown there, Harris. So it's uh, it's one of those weird things. I mean, if Simmons was nearly to be traded this season and then to get overlooked for an all-star berth to one of his teammates, I mean, he, he would he'd probably not be too happy with all that right now, even though he wouldn't take it out on Tobias Harris, but he would just feel uh, pretty much slighted and snubbed, I think. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Drum- Drummond is, is also another very, very interesting case because he is just putting up monster numbers. And he's been a two-time all-star and he's never done it in back-to-back years. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> he has these huge numbers. Like, oh, that's that's all-star numbers you're in. But then it's kind of like, oh, it doesn't really contribute to winning. But this season it has been and, and he's been doing so much more for his team. So... Uh, yeah, I can't wait till we get into the reserves and the nitty gritty because this season just feels different as well, doesn't it? It just it just doesn't seem like it has in the past. Like the Raptors today, I don't think they get any All Stars. They, they get they get nobody for sure. Yeah. No. But by the time we make the reserve selections, if they go on a bit of a run, I mean it might be Fred Van Vliet. I mean, it might be OG Ananobi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I can't I, believe I, we I went 25 minutes to start this podcast without talking about OG yeah. Ananobi. I don't think I don't think they get anybody, Lee. Even with a run, I don't. Right. I it mean, ain't gonna be Siakam. Not. I yeah. don't think it's Lowry anymore. Van Vliet. I could hear your case for him. OG, if maybe, does he have the best case of the four of them? Uh, maybe uh, it's not happening. <laughs> they don't deserve one either, really. No, no, they're not getting one. Uh, let's not but, I mean, but if you're so taking that, Drummond on pure like massive numbers on a 500 team, great. Well, what about Vucevic? What about the Vuce? <laughs> I can't do it, man. I what, can't. What, I, uh, no, I'm being serious here, though. If you're like going to make a case for 80, you can make the exact same case for Vooch, who's been an all-star, who's yeah. putting up even better numbers than he ever has, 24-11-4 on really good shooting numbers, too, 50-44-82, and 82, the splits. You know, a PER of 25, that's one of the tops in the league. Like... The Magic are, you know, a 500-ish team. I, well, 8 and 11. Well, 500-ish team. <laughs> you cannot bring up a record if you're putting Bradley Beal in your starters. It right, does not so matter what any other team's record is if right. you're starting a guy that's 3 and 11. Uh, so I'm, I'm just saying, I think Vooch is right there with AD. I don't I don't know. What do you think, Tess? Uh, I think the guy uh, who gets the... The, the sort of snowball effect from the last couple of seasons because the Milwaukee Bucks are still good is Chris Middleton. I think yep. he's he's still going to make it. His numbers are better this year. And they're still in the second seed, even though we kind of overlooked them. they got a great point differential. Uh, I think he'll get in over any second sixer, uh, over Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he would get there. And uh, I think they are going to – the coaches are going to look at Bam Adebayo real hard and heavy over somebody like Andre Drummond because Bam's numbers are 
real good compared to last year. He's up like four four plus points per game. His percentages are up. He's having a career year, and he ha- he doesn't have Jimmy Butler's weight hanging him hang you know bringing him down because Jimmy Butler isn't making the All Star team. He's been out you know three weeks almost here. Uh, that's a lot of weeks in this shortened season. So I, I think the yeah the what it'll come down to is probably like a Bam Drummond for me, and uh, I, I think Bam's you know he just. Yeah, he's a number one. He's a better player. I guess that's why he probably gets in. But yeah, you know, other coaches have to game plan for him. And Colin Sexton maybe takes away a little shine from Andre Drummond while the Heat don't have another guy to take away Bam's shine. So yeah, I know Chris. I know Chris Middleton isn't the sexy name, but man, the guy keeps doing it. And lock him in. Yeah, Yeah, everybody talks about him on every broadcast. He is doing (laughs) this 50, 40, 90. But yeah, when, when, uh, um, when the, when the boxes are checked, when when fans are voting, they probably don't vote Chris Middleton. It's like a Bradley Beal situation, not real high on the ballots, but coaches respect that man. And he's become more of a, a number one scorer on the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks team, even though he doesn't lead the team in scoring, not even close uh, to Giannis, but is their ball handler at the end of the games a lot of the time. All right, let's move over to the West. Trey, we're going to give you this one. Your five all-star Western Conference starters, again, two guards, three forwards. Where are you going, big guy? Uh, let me do this Tass Mellis style. Okay. I'll tell you, I hadn't yeah, thought of it I this like way, that. but I like it Mellis style right here. I'll tell you as I thought of them, okay. who should be the All-Stars. Uh, number one, LeBron James. I think he's going to make it this year. I got him <laughs> as a starter. I think he'll do all right in the fan vote. He's one of my forwards. Uh, number two that I thought about, perhaps controversial, Steph Curry. Okay. That's I just want him in there. I mean, he's obviously not having a an MVP season. The Warriors haven't been great. They've had some ups and some downs. But come on, Steph Curry's still an all-star for me. Then I got Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. as my third guy I thought about. 50, 40, 90. He's at 25 points per game. The Clippers are balling. Sorry we talked about OG before we got to the Clippers. <laughs> but we had to do the Eastern Conference, then the Western Conference. Nikola Jokic is my biggest of big men. Yep. Also starting, he's an MVP candidate. And the last guard... I was working hard to keep him out, if I'm being completely honest here. I could have gone for Damian Lillard. I could have gone for Donovan Mitchell. But the donk, man, the guy's at basically a triple-double right now. He's been playing MVP basketball since the second week of the season. The Mavericks have just been kind of decimated by health and safety protocols. They're not making shots, but Doncic is still performing out there. So that's my five. Steph, Luka, Kawhi, LeBron, and Nikola Jokic. Those are the exact five guys I ultimately decided on, too. And like you said, I was the exact same way with Luca. Just because I was like, ah, is there anyone else that's deserving of that other guard spot? And I was like, no, there's not. There, there really isn't. And it's funny with uh, Curry, I think you could throw LeBron in there, and Giannis in the East. These guys are all having, like, down years for them, really, you know, statistically. Uh, but they're still, like, all NBA incredible seasons and it's like they're still no-brainers for starting an all-star game like the three of those guys they these are not it's amazing to me when you look at the numbers that all three of them have right now and it's like a again it's like a bad year for them over their last couple it's just sort of like mind-blowing but i got them in there too uh lily is there anyone else you want to make a case for to be starting in the west well i, I want to make a case for donovan mitchell because his team is doing so well mm-hmm. but i don't think he's had a better season than uh than steph curry um, or, or Doncic in terms of pure you know numbers there. But I just think the Jazz playing obviously the best basketball right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, they've got themselves to the top of the uh, Western Conference with the Lakers having dropped a couple of games there lately. So the Jazz 
having won 10 straight, 14 and 4, you know, great defense. Mitchell obviously missed their last game, but prior to that, I mean, he's he's balling, but his numbers, again, they're sort of middle of the road numbers, you know, in terms of uh, in, in terms of when you compared like like he's only averaging 23.4 points a game, five assists and four and a half rebounds. So it's not like he's out there just torching teams by himself, but that's the Jazz's way, isn't it? You know, yeah. they, they have team players, you know, Rudy Gobert. He, I think Mitchell and Gobert ultimately both make the team, um, but trying to get them into the starting lineup stuff. Jokic absolutely deserves to be in there. You know, of course, LeBron is as well. So uh, Kawhi and the Clippers, I mean, they've been a little bit off the radar lately because they haven't been playing. Uh, and Paul George is also having a very good season. So I think I think George and Kawhi make it. I think Kawhi probably gets that starting nod, but you could probably make a case for Paul George. Is he a guard? Is he a forward? Who knows? Who he's cares? a forward. <laughs> he Unfortunately, wanna... yeah, he's a forward. Yeah. I was trying to game the system last yeah. night, Lee. Yeah. I was trying to move Kawhi Leonard up to my second guard there with Steph Curry so I could get Gobert and Jokic in the starting lineup. Whoa. We've been going too long without these big guys. Now we're throwing out two huge guys in the starting lineup. No more LeBron jumping center. We want the Giants. <laughs> oh, put Jokic at the uh, point guard spot. There, there you go. go. Yeah. There you go. Maybe he's the guard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, like, of the five that Trey, you know, threw out there to start, and I agree with. Yeah, Paul George is a, is a big omission because he's played incredible basketball so far, but it's tough with Kawhi there. And then Anthony Davis tasks, right? I mean, it's, a, it's like, I'm not saying he should be in these five starting. I think he'll be an all-star, but, like, that's pretty wild that he's that he's not in the mix. He's having a bit of a down year, all all things considered for him. Is that fair to say? Yeah, he said it himself. He said yeah. it on you know, he told Chris Weber in a long diatribe last week when <laughs> when he got the mic and Chris Weber said, How do you feel going into this year? And he just he just talked and talked and talked like he was in the chair. Like, I'm just, I just don't have my flow. I can't find it. And so it's okay not to be as good as Jokic, LeBron, and Kawhi to start this season. Those mm-hmm. guys are phenomenal. Uh, the guard spots are where I differ a little bit. Uh, Steph Curry, I got in there. Okay. Um, I guess the guard spot is where I differ. I would take Dame over Doncic at this point. Doncic's numbers, solid as always. Um, but he told us he wasn't in great shape. And his three-point percentage shows that. Ooh, shooting it's bad. It, it's bad. Yeah, he just... And he had to sit a little bit. Dame's numbers are phenomenal. Shooting on good percentages. And so I, I would still take him. Scoring more uh, than Luka... You know, if Dallas had uh, some better players around Luka, his record could be better. That would help out. Same with Dame in, in a crazy way, although they're, you know, a little bit above 500, a bit better than the Mavs. Uh, I think Dame's been there night in and night out. And, and so I would take him over Luka, who, uh, yeah, he's, he's freaking phenomenal. But I've got standards. In the, in the Eastern Conference, James Harden, you come into camp fat, you can be a reserve, but you can't be a starter. Luka, you come into camp just a little bit chub, you can't be a starter. You can be a reserve. Nothing wrong with that, man. You're coming off the bench this year, and that'll teach you to come into camp healthy. I think it's there for the taking for that spot, that second spot in terms of the fans for Luca or Dame. Like if one of them just goes on a monster, monster run here and their team gets some victories, I think like that's up in the air. That one is tough. You know, people love Dame. Of course, Luca gets the votes too. There's a huge, uh, you know, swelling of support for him too. But uh, it's 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 there. I think Curry, you can sort of lock in. Uh, again, despite having sort of a weird down year, it's not. It's not. I mean, he didn't play last year because he was injured, but the year before that and the year prior to that. But yeah, we will see. All right, let's get to the final question here and I'll get it started. Is uh, It's the same thing as we did in the East. Underrated West player that deserves some consideration. Do you have any idea where I'm going to go with this one? 
you know, I got to start doing it. I got to, I got to strum up the support. Even if it doesn't pay off for this year, I got to start thinking ahead for next year with that bet that Trey and I have. It's Shea Gildas Alexander, um, who, look, if I'm being honest, it's going to be tough for him to actually make the team, but he's deserving. He, he is really putting up incredible numbers on a team that surprised a lot of people. 22.5 points per game, 5.5 boards, 6.5 assists, 50% from the floor, 38 from three, great. Um, and the NOKC is uh, I still, I think they're 8-9 right now. Now they're currently tied for 10th, a little too low. If the Thunder could go on a run right now, that'd be great timing to help his chances, you know, get up to 5th or 6th. But I was thinking about it. It's not that far-fetched, actually, that he could, could make it this year. Going to be difficult. Here's what I mean. Curry, Luka, and Dame, locks. That's three guards that are in, whether you're starting Curry and Luka or you're starting Curry and Dame, doesn't matter. The three of them are in there. How many guards are going to be on the team? Five or six, right? You got to hope six if SGA is going to get in there because then you go, all right, Harden's in the East. Good. He's out of here. Westbrook, don't worry about him. He's in the East. He's not going to make it anyway. Clay Thompson, of course, is injured all year. And then CJ McCollum getting injured is, uh, that's a bummer, of course, for him. I think he would have been a no-brainer to make this team for the first time. But he's going to miss a lot of games. Because uh, he's out like four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at minimum. So he's probably out now, again, unfortunately. But that opens up a spot, maybe, for an SGA. So who's he battling? Donovan Mitchell, you guys said, who you could make the case for starting. Uh, and then it's like, Jamal Murray, eh, he hasn't had nah. that great a year. DeMar DeRozan, eh, it's DeRozan-like year, but he always gets overlooked. John Morant, no, nope, he played like five games. Devin Booker, guy obviously I love too. He's good. He has not wowed a lot of people, I would say, this year. This is not bubble Booker. He's still scoring 23 points per game. But the Suns have like come back to earth a little bit. You ain't getting any guards from the Pelicans or the Wolves. And then the Rockets are interesting with Wall and Oladipo. So I guess I'm saying all of that to say like, there's maybe that one spot if the, if the Thunder are like you know plus five hundred, that SGA could maybe do it, maybe maybe do it. But then you got the coaches having to select a young young guy like him over a guy that's already made it in a Booker or maybe even an Oladipo or something like that. So I'll go to bat for him, and I just did. But uh, I think that bet's going to carry over trade to next season. And it ain't happening it, this year, yeah, Skeets. That's no. where it's going to get really interesting next year. Get in line, SGA. Mike Conley, I think, would be chosen ahead of SGA as well. And, yeah, like, you're you're counting down all the guards and the numbers and stuff. But on the bench, it doesn't matter. Paul George can be a guard and a forward then, so he might be taking <sighs> that point. kind of spot as well. It's just tough out there. It's tough. Great point. I'm not committed to who I'm standing for yet, Skeets, but there's a chance it's going to be Zion Williamson. I don't okay. know if he's really an all-star. I don't know, but he's the best paint scorer since Shaq. And I love it. It looks like you're watching the new Charles Barkley out there. The way he slices in between guys, finishes at the rim. Obviously, he's not playing defense and the Pelicans aren't winning. But there was a Pelican all-star last year. Perhaps they're able to snag another one this year. I don't know if it would be Zion over Brandon Ingram, but I'm preparing myself to be making Zion Williamson cases come February and March. Okay, what about you, Tass? Who are you going to bat for? Well, you know, I want to be in your corner there, Skeets. I want to get in the Canadian's corner. I think what the <laughs> what the Photoshop boys have got to do is they yep. got to got to make us a, a video. You got we got to develop. You know, Trey's been doing a little video work. I think if you can get SGA's initials on a screen, mm-hmm. and then you know you do a little whirly twirly effect, and all of a sudden ASG yep, materializes. SGA All Star. Whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah, come on, like coaches, it. get behind that tick, tick, boom. He's been great, but yeah, I, uh, it's it's weird. I, you know, I'm a huge Zion Williamson fan. 
Um, not because he's on my fantasy team. Not because Luca's on my fantasy team. I'm just, I'm just love watching Zion. But can you bring Zion and Brandon Ingram? No, I uh, know. But no. you know, it's like Brandon Ingram is the best player on that team. Uh, Zion is probably getting the most hype on that team. But uh, it's yeah, you get one if you're on the bench. The West is just tough. You know, the the Jazz I think can only get. Um, it's crazy. That's They're crazy. Getting They're getting They're, two. Yeah, yeah. They're what were you going to say there? Finish your thought. Were you going to say they only get one? No. no Go Barry Mitchell did it last year, didn't they? I know, but yeah. I'm thinking about. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about. They, yeah, it's hard to have two reserves from the same team, though. You know, unless you're a, a top top team, mm-hmm. uh, it just doesn't happen a lot. And so, uh, yeah, those two will get there. That's why Mike Conley is highly unlikely to make it. <laughs> Um, even though he might win the defensive player of the year trophy league. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's, oh, there's, they, and there's, and they've snuck into the one seed now with the, with the Lakers mm-hmm. dropping down. So they sh- they yeah. should, they should get two with a bullet. Lee, yeah, what do you yeah. think? Well, Conley, Conley again, uh, he is playing really good basketball considering last season. He, it took him some time to really uh, f- figure out his way there at Utah, but he has been great for them, but it is very difficult to see the jazz getting three. They, they're an absolute lock for getting the two. If they continue uh, playing the way they have lately. But, yeah, to get that third one in, I'm just not prepared to take or dismiss CJ McCollum's chances just yet. I know he is out a oh, month. Wow. He's been out for about a week already. If he was to come back a little bit early, um, then he's still got plenty of time to make it because his actual numbers are incredible this season. I mean, he's having a career-high season at 27 points a game on 47% shooting and 44% on threes, five assists, four rebounds. Uh, he's been awesome. And he he's kind of like a Mike Conley. He's kind of been... You know, on the periphery for a couple of seasons, but you haven't been able to make a strong case. This year, it's like he has got a very strong case individually in terms of his numbers. So uh, I think there's still time. He's played 13 games to this point. You know, if he was to come back and, and, and a little bit early then uh, and, and pick up exactly where he left off, then I think he does uh, give himself a strong case. Of course, then you've got do two Blazers deserve it if they're numbers if their win losses are uh, are low and and again they're probably not you're probably only getting one out of here and Damian Lillard but uh, maybe if Lillard was to get himself as a starter then it certainly makes it a little bit easier for CJ there to make it as a reserve so I think uh, I think he's deserving um, and yeah more so over him than uh, over Shea Gilgis Alexander in terms of just the season they've had to this point but it really just depends on how many games and how long CJ is out because if he's out too long then he's just out of the uh, he's out of the conversation. But if he can come back early, I think he's still got time. All right, let's hear from you guys out there. Who are your ten all stars that should be starting the game as of uh, you know January twenty ninth? Here it's uh, you know it's early, but uh, that's what we got to start doing. You got to start filling out your ballots, and you got those double days coming up, the double vote days where your vote counts twice. So those are important. Who will hit those? Will it be the Trey Young fans or the Bradley Beal fans really uh, taking advantage of those double-down point days? We'll find out. Uh, but let us know in the comments who your 10 all-star starters are. It's a quarter, uh, a quarter of the season is done for some yeah. teams. It's not super early, right? It feels like usually we're talking about it even earlier. Yeah, no, we are, I think, actually. Um, I think I checked last night. I went through our old notes to, to figure out when we started doing this. And I, I think it almost was uh, the exact time. Well, but hold on. that's We would have started the season a lot earlier. Chronologically, yeah. undoubtedly yeah, yeah. earlier. <laughs> but but yeah, it, is, just... it is strange. It feels like... Well, it's also weird because 
we don't even know if we're having an all-star game. <laughs> like, it's very possible there still is no game. So it's like, like sort of, I guess, almost like, why wait at that point? But Might as that, well just be an all-star happy hour. They'll all get on a Zoom together, live yeah. stream it on YouTube, and just have some laughs with their buddies. Of mm-hmm. all the all-stars we named, which one is most likely to suffer from trapped wind? <laughs> oh that's a tough question who lebron honestly you know like he's an older guy so i i, I imagine he has the class and the tact to keep him in those kingly farts you have an answer lee mark gasol oh boy well, yeah, we, we didn't mention him as an all-star, but okay, fair enough. Good, 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 good. Uh, okay, so let's hear your uh, 10 starters as of today. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, quickly, last night, four games on. I'm going to fly through the games, and then, uh, Trey, you can give us a takeaway from uh, wherever you want to go. Oladipo had 25 points as the Rockets beat the Blazers, 104-101. Suns snapped a three-game skid. They needed this one. They rolled over the Warriors, 114-93. Clippers rallied Trey from 18 down. To top the heat, another rough loss for Miami. Uh, Clippers win 109-105 without Kawhi and PG again. And then the Lakers without AD, LeBron play, but no Anthony Davis. They fell to the Pistons 107-92. Nice win there for KC and the Detroit Pistons. So, again, there's the four games. Where you want to go? What was your big takeaway from last night? Well, our featured game, of course, Skeets. I don't know about you guys, but I was paying great attention to Rockets Blazers. (laughs) Definitely remember what happened. But the WoW era, it's off to a great start for the Rockets. The first time that Victor Oladipo, wait, I should probably say it in letters order, Wall, Oladipo, and Wood, they all started together. The WoW era, and they all actually played pretty well. 25 for Victor Oladipo, 22 and 12 for Christian Wood, and 20 points and six assists for John Wall. They look good. They've been the best defense in the league, as you saw going around on Twitter last night since the James Harden trade. They're playing hard. They've got a bunch of guys with chips on their shoulders. But that kind of got people angry last night. Pacers fans in particular, after the game, Victor Oladipo was interviewed. He says, going through my career, it just feels like people keep kind of quitting on me. But it's a part of life and I embrace it. Obviously, he's using the way the things ended with the Pacers as motivation. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. But also, allegedly, he turned down a $25 million extension to stay in Indiana. So who quit on who here? Mm. I just think it's a very weird way to approach it. To basically go out there and diss your fans, to diss the fan base that was there in Indiana that has been supporting you since college. I didn't love that. I didn't love that from Victor Oladipo. He's a great player. He seems to be on his way back. He's playing for a big deal come summertime, but uh, very strange, very Paul Georgie to me. And Victor Oladipo, 
he's not even on Paul George's level, which, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've had my concerns with Paul George's level, but I don't know. I just did not like this from Victor Oladipo, the way he's making it seem like the Pacers were the ones who gave up on him when it really felt like the Pacers were doing everything they could to build around Victor Oladipo, only to see DeMontis Sabonis explode as a star. I don't know if that angered Victor Oladipo, that the team kind of centered itself around Sabonis, but it didn't end well in Indiana, and he's rubbing in their faces. Yeah, it was a little weird, Lily. especially, like, poor Pacers fans. Like, they've sort of gone through this before, as Trey said, with Paul George. It's like, they love him, they love him, they want him around. He's our star guy. He leaves, and then he sort of turns around and goes, you know, like, did they really want me there? They didn't love me. It's like, the Pacers fans are like, what? Yes, we did. We, we really, really wanted you here, and uh, we loved you. So I could see why, with Oladipo, saying this last night at the end of the game on the broadcast that they would be a little upset. Though I wonder if it's just one of those classic sort of like athlete cliche throwaway lines of like, oh, I've been doubted my whole life. Um, you know, <laughs> like that is just, you know, that type of thing. It's possible too, right? I mean, it is. A, he did play for the Magic. He did play for the Thunder before that. He could be talking about those situations too, right? He's not necessarily just talking about the Pacers. No, he's saying every step of the way, it sounds like. So he's yeah. including the Pacers, yeah. Yeah. So but the Pacers fans are saying, don't include us. <laughs> yeah, and that's the biggest step, honestly, right? Like, that's where yeah. Victor Oladipo really established himself. Yeah, and the fact that they did uh, reportedly offer him that extension shows that, like, hey, we, we did think you were a part of this future. So, you know, it, it's weird. Um, he had an all-star. Uh, he became an all-star there in, in Indiana. I think, unquestionably, he was their, the, their sort of franchise player before he got injured. And they wanted to keep him. So it does seem a little bit off that he's taking shots at them and the team uh, when all they really did from, certainly from the outside, from what we could see or from what I could see, they supported him and tried to tried to get the best out of him. And uh, injuries sort of slowed him down. And then they just thought, all right, he's not a part of the team. He doesn't want to be here, so we'll trade him. I mean, right. Again, was that actually Oladipo taking a shot? I mean, that's, I think, where we're maybe reaching a little bit. Are Pacers fans being a little too sensitive uh, about what he said again after a game last night, after having a good game and a victory on a national televised game. And yeah, with the, as Trey said, like with this first, like real full squad there in Houston. Houston Rockets, weird team. Yeah. Like, are Houston well, John, Rockets going to be good? Like, right? Uh, with, with this squad? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But John Wall sort of said the same thing about the Wizards. He said, you know, I, I wanted to be somewhere where I was wanted. And they gave him that massive extension as well, you know, and basically just traded him at the end. It was like, all right, sure, we'll, we'll trade you. He asked to be out, and they traded him for Westbrook. So, yeah, I think sometimes the players just get a little bit caught up in their own uh, – uh, get get in their way a little bit because if a franchise is giving you all that money, I mean, that's that's really their strongest way of saying, we want you to be a part of this team. We believe in you, and, and you know, so – I like this. I like this bond that they all have. I they, They're all sort of feel like uh, we're outsiders that – our teams didn't want. I think they can mm-hmm. bond over that. All the wows. You know, John Wall did want to be in Washington. They told him at the end, yeah, we're trading you. He, They told him two weeks before, you're sticking around. Oladipo, you know, got moved, whatever you think of that. Uh, it, Christian Wood has been released, let go multiple times. DeMarcus Cousins can even be part of that crew. I think that's a bond that they all have. Like, it's us against the world. Yeah, we're, we're going to show you guys. And uh it, you know, this one time it worked. I think um, Oladipo is the number one guy. I loved Victor Oladipo pre-injury, and he's still a very good player, but they have to use Christian Wood a little bit more, I think. I mean, he is their, the guy who didn't undergo a major surgery amongst all those four guys, and he should be utilized a ton. They should they should have hammered a Blazers team that you know doesn't have C.J. McCollum. And, yeah, they got hot 
uh, shooting from the outside and going back and watching a little bit of that game. But uh, Christian Wood should be killing Anis Cantor. He's their best player. <laughs> he should be scoring a bajillion points. And that's the worry, I think, for Christian Wood is that now with a backcourt in Oladipo, well, Cousins, when he comes in, is he going to get enough playing time? Because uh, not playing time, touches, I guess the word is, because his usage rate should go up, but it's not. Is that your big takeaway, task from uh, sort of these games? Yeah, last I think night? so. I think Christian yeah. Woods. Yeah, the you know, he is he is their star, uh, even though they've got a lot of star potential, and those guys all want to prove they're great. Uh, John Wall, I think they could they could make magic. Him and him and him and Christian Wood could make magic together. It could be him and Gortat times ten. Just roll with Christian Wood down the lane. Roll with the wood. Do it, Lee. Anything from these uh, games last night? Okay, let me throw actually something at you. You know how we've been saying it all season long. Like, Pistons are the worst team in the league. Pistons are the worst team in the league. I'm not sure we can keep saying that. And I know it's not just because of the victory, too. Even in their losses, Casey has these guys playing their asses off. And I don't think they're the worst um, at all, actually. I think there are a couple teams that are much worse than the Detroit Pistons. Would you agree? Uh, much worse. I mean, the Wizards are worse than them. I would say the Timberwolves, so they've yeah. obviously got some injuries as well. The Pelicans have a, 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 a more wins than the Pistons. I think they're probably better. The Kings also have more wins, but... I don't have a lot of faith in them. Um, okay, Wolves and Wizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Pistons are, are still tough to watch, but I will say last night's game, it was a bit of a throwback Blake Griffin game. He looked great. And also, the, they were Lakers were without Anthony Davis on the second night of back-to-back. He had a bruised thigh. He hadn't dropped uh, two games in a row all season. They lost the night before there in Philadelphia. And this wasn't as though LeBron just decided to take the night off either. He was on the court with two and a half minutes to go. So the Lakers were trying to win this game. They just got they they actually got outplayed by the Pistons last night. So yeah, good good win for Detroit. But you know, are they the worst team? I mean, well, how come they get up for a game against the Lakers and played really well? Like where they should be better than five and fourteen, shouldn't they? Really? Mm-hmm. That that's that's my question about them. It's like it's great when the Lakers come to town. And you're like, yeah, we're gonna play hard. We're gonna give it our all tonight. But then they'll they'll just stink most of the time. Other than that, so. And Blake just, had a hot night. I think that's what happened. Blake had yeah, five but he, threes. That's what I'm saying. Remember, like, in his first season in Detroit, Blake was all NBA again, and, and he looked great. And then last season he was injured. And uh, and if he plays like he did last night, then it's like, yeah, maybe the Pistons can be better than their record shows. But, uh, yeah, they're just a tough watch. They're a tough watch. That's the problem. They're a tough watch, but we can't, we, we can't say they're the worst. <laughs> so no, they're I'm not the worst. But, a, but it's a small compliment. They're not going to make the playoffs, I wouldn't think. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we kept saying that they're the worst. And you don't like watching them. I get that. Uh, they are at times rough. But they play hard. So that immediately yeah. removes them from being the worst because there's some other teams that are just going through the motions out there, uh, as we mentioned. Yeah. Anyway, we'll call it there. Did you we hear know, from we your... know the Detroit Pistons are not going to be in worst of the week. Can we confirm that, Tass? Let me check the notes. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're All right, right. You're right. Let's let's get to the actual worst of the week nominees then. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. Well, I asked the people on the No Dunks Twitter account. People come through with flying colors. Great stuff for you guys here. Three nominees. The first, it's the Wizards, baby. James Long writes, "Time to tear it down and rebuild." Bradley Beal deserves better than this. Lots more. Glenn Perez also jumping on this Wizards. Hard-pressed to find a team-slash-player combo that had a worse week than the Wizards and Westbrook. And one more for you guys, because this is an incredible stat from Franklin St. Stan. They are 1-12 when Bradley Beal drops 
40 points. Give us worst of the year already. And I, I checked this stat. They're the only team in NBA history to lose 10 straight games where their player scores 40 or more. He had 47 this week against the Pels. They lost. Uh, it's That's a phenomenal stat. That's crazy. In, in NBA history, can't find another one. So... Uh, <laughs> You laugh, Lee. Why are you laughing? Well, because sometimes if a team's going really bad and we say, ah, oh, this team's really bad, some of their fans will say, hey, lay off our guys, man. We're playing hard. We're contributing. But Wizards are just like, nah. We, we suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least we can win something by winning worst of the week or even worst of the year. Man, imagine that would wrap up worst of the year from now. Oh, wow, in January? Yeah. yeah. It's tough, but I mean... They're making a run for it. They are terrible. They're not even barely losing, right? They're getting yeah. smoked no. in most of these games. Are they going to eventually bench Westbrook? He just dribbles the ball off his legs. He just dribbles it off his legs. I don't know if it makes sense to bring him off as a second unit, let him play against the second unit. Then when it comes to the fourth quarter, just let Beal cook. Don't let anybody else touch the ball. Because if it goes to Westbrook and Beal's on the other side, it's like a 30% chance it'll even get back to Beal. He's been terrible. Westbrook has been, been brutal. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> Unforced totally errors yeah. left and right, man. Like he just chucks it to nobody or goes off his leg out of bounds. You're like, okay, there's just six possessions in the fourth quarter of a game you could have at least made close. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And he's been injured too, which is a big reason why they traded John Wall, I think. They assume that they're getting the healthier player. And then Russell Westbrook uh, has a quad contusion, as many guys have had. Uh, around the league there's a quad contusion thing going around the league but i don't know maybe it's like last year he came back in the playoffs there for the houston rockets at another quad injury and he just didn't look right like maybe he will get it going after playing a little bit i'm just trying to be optimistic but like he had a phenomenal january february last year i don't yeah he is not he has not been healthier than john wall really they're sort of in the same same vein, the wall has missed some time, but uh, Westbrook, yeah, man, I thought they had a year of good Russell, and uh, nope. There is no close. doubt watching the two right now, you would much rather have John Wall Paul. on your team. Especially My defensively. Mind. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Gives it. I yeah. mean, defense man. All right, so that's candidate number one. Okay. Second nominee, Kenny G. Poker writes, yeah. Jamal Murray's groin shot for sure. It's fitting. We got a poker commenting on uh, Jamal Murray's groin shot. If you remember Jamal Murray, he was on the floor. He got up, hit Tim Hardaway, excuse me, below the belt. And yeah, he got ejected. But I think the part that angered me the most and why I included this as a nominee was because he objected to the referees. He got so mad Mm -hmm. that he was ejected. Today's NBA, if you get caught doing basically anything, you're going to get ejected. But if you hit a guy below the belt, like it sure seemed like he was planning... On going after Timmy's, uh, and he got him. <laughs> His Timbits, huh? Bits, yeah. <laughs> got him. He got fined twenty five thousand too, right? Yeah. Ah, the ejection was warranted for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We said, we said yeah. So. Ah, man, he had no complaint uh, or no reason to sort of defend himself there. He walked up, he woke, he got off the canvas, and whacked him hard away right in the nuts. <laughs> Get out <laughs> of here! Cut. Yeah. Uh, you know, I but, mean, we, but, but you were saying like whether or not he should be suspended. Well, I, sort I, of like well, but yeah. pump the brakes on that. We said, but you know, he got the fine and he got ejected yeah. from the game. He hurt his yeah. team. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's right. I, I don't really think anyone's been suspended for uh, one nut shot. I don't think so. I know Draymond <laughs> Green. You know, the big thing. Remember, he got the thing with Stephen Adams. Yeah, that but was that, in the playoffs. But yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that was an accumulation rather yeah. than uh, the one shot. But. 
I mean, th- th- there was no accident there with Jamal Murray. There was no like, oops, sorry, I accidentally whacked you in the nuts. <laughs> right. Even though I, I half-heartedly tried to make that case, but yeah. I, I halfway through I gave up saying, no, nah, he, was, he was just angry, so he just punched him and it hit and, him in the nuts. And, and, and again, Tim Hardaway didn't do anywhere. There's, there's very, I can't think of anything that would justify a nut shot. But Tim Hardaway certainly didn't do anything to justify that. I mean, wow, they just, that's they, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Tim Hardaway spits in his face. So are you okay with him? Uh, okay, well, that's a nut shot. That's a nut shot. Well, yeah, just, yeah, fine. You're going to play dirty, then yeah. But uh, in terms okay. of you know, in, in terms of like a hard foul or something like that, you you can't you just say all right, well, I'll get you in the nuts in return. A hard foul you can get in return with a hard foul. You know, mm-hmm. like like uh, Rajon Rondo and Brad Miller. Remember that one carried over from one season to the next. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> nice hard one. foul to hard foul. Yeah, hard foul to like, hard foul. Right. Uh, yeah. People in the uh, stream team are saying Draymond on LeBron. Remember, LeBron stepped over Draymond, mm. so Draymond reached up for the punch, and that was obviously the same playoffs as the Stephen Adams kick. Yeah, if you yeah. if you get stepped over, Lee, is it okay to punch upwards? <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I will say in defense of Draymond in that flick. one. It was it was sort of a reactionary like, you know, you're disrespecting me by stepping over me like that. So he he flicked his hand up like that. So um, was that the one that actually got him suspended? Then I think it was. Yeah, wasn't it? it was yeah, the it was. accumulation was of all those flagrant foul one. points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah, got him right, suspended Draymond, for game five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when was the Draymond one? That was oh, that was in the prior round, wasn't it? Against the Thunder uh, with uh, Stephen with Stephen Adams. Adams it was, he yeah. should have been suspended for that one. I think that right. was. The, and then prior to that, there was the Beasley thing and stuff yes, like that. It was yes, all added yeah. up that he got the suspension. It wasn't right. just because he. Uh, whatever you said. Dinged LeBron, yeah. Dinked LeBron, yes. Dinged. Oh, dinged, yes. The Daily Dink. That was a tap. It was was an old Yeah, that one was... Yeah, that was... That was was a nut tap. Yeah. That was was a nut nut tap. tap. I know Lee likes to use the word nuts. Uh, He said it about 14 times in the last (laughs) minute now. Uh, you know, <laughs> what do I call? It depends. Call Sometimes yours, I man. say you're hitting him in the nuts. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. Uh, but you know, we've got about forty thousand euphemisms for nuts. It's true. Gabberts, um beans, beans, Tim Hardaways, <laughs> Timbits, the, the Timbits, <laughs> snappers. <laughs> but that was a nut tap. That one way back. I go, I go with nut tap. But yeah, Jamal Murray got him in the, the boner and the beef. So uh, moving on to our third nominee here. LeBron. First shoving Joel Embiid when he went up for a dunk, according to Pete Sumacall. But it's polarizing because Pete takes that position while Ryan Grossman replied and said, Embiid for flopping on LeBron's light push. Oh, excuse me. And flinging his legs forward instead of trying to land like a normal human being. So the debate in and amongst our comments here when LeBron yeah, put his hands on Joel Embiid. Embiid went down hard on his back in that big play. Marcus Gasol may have got a hand on him there as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got to disagree with Ryan Grossman. I don't think he was trying to injure himself and throw up his legs and land on his back. No chance Joel Embiid is trying to hurt himself or... Or land in an awkward position. Um, but I know you guys have ha- talked about it. Have, have any of you changed your opinion on LeBron putting his hands and not playing, you know, real defense, not jumping and trying to block Joel Embiid's <laughs> shot? No, like, I mean, that photo is great because we talked about it. Like, it looks like LeBron's like, please don't dunk on me. I don't yeah. want to be on this poster. So he's putting up his hands. Now, I don't think, and I, and I stick by this, I know we don't have the video, but I don't think LeBron really straight up pushes 
Joel Embiid. I think he's bracing himself. And uh, you're right. I think there's a weird like Lakers sandwich thing going on here where LeBron's pressing high. There might be some contact from Gasol a little bit lower. And that one guy pushing high on his on his front, one guy pushing a little bit lower from the back, that might sort of topple Embiid a little bit in the air. Now, Embiid, you know, Grossman's right. Embiid, he embellishes. Um, but I'm with you. I don't think he was trying to just straight up land on his ass when he's been having back problems. So I, I think they got it. I was totally fine with the flagrant uh, call on that because he did hit the ground hard and a guy in the air is vulnerable. And, you know, again, there's like sort of this weird pushing from both sides, I think, by accident a little bit. And LeBron just not wanting to get dunked on. But it wasn't malicious to really go to a flagrant two, in my opinion. So I don't know if that's a worst of the week for me. And I, right. I strike it. What do you think, Trey? I don't like pushing guys out of the air when they're jumping. I don't think it was a maliciously bad push by LeBron. Uh, I think a flagrant one was the right call. Mm-hmm. But Embiid, that guy has crazy falls, man. That's just how he <laughs> yeah. falls. He's he's wild when he goes down to the ground. The legs go flying. He lands however he's going to land. Sometimes it looks really, really bad. And that one obviously looked pretty brutal. But I thought a flagrant one was the right call. I didn't think Embiid flopped. I think he just falls hilariously. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So, yeah, the call was right. But I will still allow this as a worst of the week mm. because you shouldn't be pushing guys when they're jumping. Lily? Okay. Yeah, you, you absolutely shouldn't push them. I, I don't think he did, though. I think it was just he just sort of got caught out and he was almost trying to protect himself. Brace. Yeah. Yeah, brace himself. And just the way that Embiid fell uh, made it worse. If you want someone who flopped badly, it was uh, in the whoopsies this week, Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> diving out of bounds like that. That's that's a worst <laughs> of the week, if you ask me. That's like... He did. I didn't even know if he felt the guy behind him, and he dived away from the ball. That that to me is embellishment. I think Embiid's a big, heavy dude, and just the momentum sort of carried him down. I, I don't think there was any real embellishment. I don't think LeBron did anything uh, nasty there. It's just sometimes those things happen. Now, I'm just glad though that Embiid was able to finish the game. The Sixers yeah. were able to win, and as far as I can tell, there's been no uh, lingering issues with that fall. Because if he falls and he's out for the game, and if the Lakers win. And if Embiid's out for three or four games and LeBron does, didn't get ejected, then you can see the conspiracy theorists pouring out saying, oh, the NBA loves LeBron and LeBron gets away with everything. So I'm just glad that uh, no injuries came from that incident. Okay, you guys are leaning away from that one. So it's either Jamal Murray and his cojones shot. I remember, Lee, that's my favorite word for nuts. It's cojones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to go with that. Yeah, and I know you like Spanish words. So let's go. Uh, Jamal Murray... And Wizards. the Wizards, I think I think everybody's leaning towards Wizards. It just seems like that's the nice, that's the nice middle ground. Everybody's just <laughs> railing on the Washington yeah. Wizards these days. That's a bad week. It's a horrible yeah. week. Yeah, that's my that's my pick. All so, right. Yeah, but good nominees there. All right, let's get to <laughs> tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Now, Tweet of the Night is inspired by this crazy story that I really still haven't figured out. Um, It's the GameStop story. The stonks. Uh, But I love this little part. It's a two-part Tweet of the Night here. ESPN's Pablo Torre, he tweeted, he whispers, the guy who runs Melvin Capital, the GameStop shorting hedge fund Reddit is trying to obliterate, is a co-owner of the Charlotte Hornets. (gasps) Gasp. Well, I love this response from at Cranky Cyborg, who whispers back, in a darkened room, Craig Elo places a large buy of GME and laughs maniacally. Great tweet. 
Crank Cyborg. Uh, again, do I understand the whole thing completely? <laughs> no, but I get this. I know what's going on here. Obviously, a co-owner of the Hornets. Mean you're working with Michael Jordan there. Well, Craig Elo's getting his revenge for one of the greatest moments in NBA postseason history. Uh, yeah, JD, way to rack it up. Oh, of course, we're talking Jordan hanging in the air to knock down the shot over a dejected Craig Elo in the back to win the series during the 89 playoffs. Bulls over Cavs. Talk about a game stop. That's right. That's right. Well done. Woo! Pew, pew. Oh, man. What a, what a swing in three seconds from Craig Elo. He basically won the, yep. the series for his team. And then that's all we remember him for, just slumping after Michael knocks in that shot. But he's getting so. his revenge. He's getting his revenge, you know, now, some 30 years later or whatever it is. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, it's like hanging three seconds, like buying a stock, right? Like you're just sitting there ready to click, 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 click. Oh, it just went up. Oh, I got it. Oh, I didn't. It's or like buying a shoe on one of those sites where you buy a shoe. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> one of those sites. Yeah. One, of those one of those sites. I'm already excited for this movie, though, this GameStop movie or series or whatever. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I just really? can't wait. Yeah, just watch Trading Places. Trading Places is a great movie. Trading Places is a great movie. <laughs> The Big Boiler. Short is a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you're not excited for this? Come on, Taz. No. This, will be, this will make a good uh, either documentary or even movie, for sure. I'll just go back and watch Vin Diesel in Boiler Room. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. That's Classic. a good pick, too. Oh, nice. What a movie. Name good movie. Basically, just a remake of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross with Vin Diesel and Giovanni Rabisi. Mm. A classic right there, though. I heard the next stock that's going to be really hot is Arby's. Yeah. People are going to be beefing up that stock to the moon. Get your beef now, baby. Yeah, get your beef now. Okay, uh, just a, a reminder, pick them results. We're not going to pick a game tonight. We'll start it up on Monday again for February. But Tass is the loser, our first loser of the season in pick them. Tassie, rough start for you. Let's be mm-hmm. honest here. 8-16, oh, yeah. not your best work. Um, but... You will be paying it off, and that's always fun. So if people have a last-minute idea, let us know. No dunks at theathletic.com. Let us know in the stream team what you'd like to see Tassie do to pay off his uh, first loss here of the season. It could be anything. We could do it live during the show. We can make a little clip for social and share that up across all of our social channels. Whatever you got, let us know. Yeah, no come up with the idea and the social plan as well. The, the production <laughs> plan for us, please. Thank you. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's end this fun drop podcast with a little rapid fire fun. Here we go. The Warriors, Kelly Oubre, has been in several trade rumors recently. Dubs head coach Steve Kerr thought Oubre should hear about what happened from the organization's perspective, so he and the struggling forward had a little one-on-one talk. When's the time you initiated a difficult conversation like Steve Kerr did? JD. Well, it actually, uh, it was... With our own Trey Kirby, believe it or not, uh, back in uh, our third year, we we're going into our third year of the starters, and Matt and I had discussed it at length, and we had sort of decided arbitrarily that we were taking Trey off the big desk and Ooh. giving him his his own spot, and we were like, this is going to be awesome, this is going to be great for Trey, we're really excited for it, but we were terrified that he wasn't going to be into it at all so it was like uh it was it it i was nervous about it i was we didn't know how he was going to react and and uh listeners and viewers are going to sort of be surprised but out of all the five of us trey kirby he's the most angry i've ever seen any of us you know like he 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 can get angry so uh we were concerned i was nervous but you know he he's a true professional. He took it like a champ, and he f-ing killed it in that mm. position. So it all worked out. But uh, you were worried. It was a difficult conversation <laughs> to initiate. I'll tell you that right now. Still waiting for that stool to sit on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the first thing he said. <laughs> I have to stand for thirty minutes. Thirty and I was minutes. Like, well, I swear mm. that's what all the viewers m- were most concerned about too. Yeah. Like, poor Trey's gonna stand for the entire show. Okay. Anyway, yeah. okay. I was I was very concerned about that. Believe me. JD's right though. I keep it pretty chill, but uh, when the flip switches. Oh boy. <laughs> it's Steve actually Kirby's a joy style. to see. I love I love it when it happens. Just not when it's directed at me. You know? <laughs> uh, I, had, I had a nice blow up uh, summer. Uh, I guess it probably would have been about this time last year when we were talking about live shows oh, with yeah. us, uh, some people on the phone. <laughs> hey! We want our money! <laughs> Sometimes that's the thing. You got to keep it under the surface so when the explosions come, people really listen. It's, it yeah. is a fun treat when you get very angry. I always go back to the, to the Shake Shack incident. I <laughs> <laughs> was one of the angriest I've ever seen him. Through four years, I was more angry about having to walk to a Shake Shack because Matt Austin wouldn't let me eat a bacon burger than I was about having to sit over at a different table for four years. Come on, man, I've been trying to eat here for years. Uh, yeah, that was an old time of that one. That story. Okay. Trey, what's your answer for this one? Is it. The conversation you had with JD? <laughs> I'm still waiting. I can't, I can't find the right time to ask him about that stool. I just, it's impossible. <laughs> uh, you do got to initiate a lot of difficult conversations when you're a dad. For me, a lot lately has been about Mario Kart. We got to switch for Christmas. I do think my mom may have helped bring GameStop 
stock back. You know, she bought me a Nintendo Switch from GameStop. I couldn't believe it when she sent me the order. I was like, wow, GameStop? Little did I know a month later, we're all millionaires off of it. But I've been having to tell the girls, they love trash talking me. And I love it. I love getting trash talk. I'm like, it's important that you learn this now at a young age. But they're not very good at trash talk yet. They'll be like, they get, uh, you know, the blue shell that comes from last place to hit somebody in first place. Or yeah. you get the bullet bill. You get these incredible objects when you're in the back of the pack. And the girls are all like, ah, sorry, dad. And I'm like, <laughs> I pause the game. I'm like, you know what? You're getting all the good items because you're in last place. Oh, well, oh. You need to pick up your game here. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to beat the red team. I'm carrying us. I'm putting up 15 in first place. You're down in 11th and 12th. I need to see you at 10th and 9th. And they picked it up, and they were there, and now they are classic trash talkers. You love to see it. Wow. So you play as a team? Is that what you can do? You can. You can. They like to play on the same team. Because then you also also can't hit each other. You know, like with shooting a shell at somebody. You can't, uh, I can't hit Isla or Ada, whatever it is. But, uh, But yeah, man. I feel like the wizards out there sometimes. I'm putting up these massive <laughs> stats. I'm putting up a 15 every time. First place again for daddy. Didn't have to use an object. Pick it up. Stop <laughs> dribbling it off your foot. <laughs> uh, Skates, what's your answer for this one? Uh, a time I initiated a difficult conversation. I'm 99% sure I've shared this story before on the podcast because we've been talking for 15, 16 years now. But it's an old story, so I'll just tell it again because I know we have new listeners. It's the, well, I call it the infamous Thody shirt story. Uh, I don't know if that uh, rings a bell for you, especially <laughs> mm-hmm. Tass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so just quickly, this is a long time ago. I'm living with my buddy Brody and Thody. <laughs> yes, that's true. The bros. Uh, and... <laughs> Tim, our other friend Tim, was getting married. It was going to be a very small wedding at the court uh, at the courthouse, and then just sort of back to Tim's place. And you know, Ken was coming over, Brody was going, I'm going with Nora and stuff like that. So we we had like a small little like pre party at our place. Now, again, I'm living with Brody and Thody. We're all getting ready for this small wedding, and you know, there's a bunch of talk with the guys. Like, are we all wearing the same colored shirt, sort of, to like almost make it look like we're groomsmen? Again, it's a really small affair, but like, we're like, yeah, we'll wear a blue shirt. So Thody, who is not invited to the wedding, <laughs> he, because he's there, and we're all there, and we're all friends, but you know, Thody sort of like, at the time, was like a, you know, a one extension, right? One layer sort of removed, at least from Tim's. But he starts going, oh, God. Well, I guess I gotta iron my blue shirt. Ugh, I hate ironing. And so the whole time, Thody, in front of everybody, is ironing his blue shirt, and he's hating it, because who likes to iron? I mean, I hate it, too. He's he's just all angry, because we decided on a blue shirt, and he's got to iron it. But, like, everybody's looking around at each other going, does he know, like, is he invited? Like, are we sure he's coming? Of course, Ken and, 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 and Brody, no one wants to, like, bring it up. No one wants to say it. And I just can't. Like, I'm sitting there going, I don't think Tim's invited him. I don't think he's allowed to have that many people at the courthouse. Like, I don't want Thody to show up to this and not be allowed in. <laughs> so I said, all right. There, there, everybody else is, like, while Thody's, like, cursing from the other room, ironing his shirt, everybody else is like, oh, what should we do? What should we do? I'm like, all right, screw it. And so I didn't want to do it in front of everyone, so I called Thody into my room. I was like, hey, man, like, I like, I actually asked him, I was like, did Tim invite you to the wedding? I like, uh, we just weren't sure. And he's like, no. 
And I was like, ah, I just don't know if there's like enough room. And he was like, oh, all right. And just like so sad, so sad because he wasn't now coming to the wedding, but sort of happy he didn't have to keep ironing his shirt. Just like literally just walked over back to his computer and sat down. And everybody knew I'd had the conversation with him. But man, it was like, I did not want to do it. I, I should have, I sh you know what? I. I wish I didn't, because what would nothing would have happened. He would have came to the wedding. <laughs> like nothing would have happened. I just don't know why I got Get him out of here! I got in my head I was concerned that like the numbers thing in the courthouse or something. Poor thing. <laughs> but it was been so cleared? Funny. Has this been cleared by the province? <laughs> so funny watching him angrily iron a shirt, uh, thinking he was going to the wedding. I don't know why it kills me. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, What's cool worse, story, angrily ironing a shirt or being despondent that you're no longer ironing a shirt? Oh, that's sad too. Yeah, it was just sad. It was, it was a sad day for Thody. <laughs> I, li I like how people have photoshopped him into the courthouse, into the photos. Yes. There's, there's little Thody's face right there. I like Thody that did that. He's great at Photoshop. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, I like that story because I actually went to Thody's bachelor party because I was sort of a, an extension of an extension. Mm -hmm. I wasn't invited to his bachelor party and this was in british columbia canada was on right. the west coast but i went to a cousin's wedding in seattle so i was just kind of around there so then i just latched on and yeah. i had a great time at this bachelor party oh man yeah i was wearing my ruse shoes lee it was such a blast i really should have uh, pulled you aside tass and said uh yeah. hey man why are you on this boat are you invited? <laughs> but i let it go i learned my lesson full circle <laughs> Fantastic. All right, next one here. 72-year-old Spurs head coach Greg Popovich has received his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. In a short PSA released by the NBA, Pop said, science-wise, it's a no-brainer. What's something you've done that you felt was undoubtedly the right thing to do, but others questioned it? JD. Yeah, so I've always been very frank and candid with my kids. Um... I never watch my language around them. I never have. <laughs> I always let them tell me what's appropriate for them to watch and rather than me tell them. So wh whatever they can handle, I will let them watch. Um, and uh, I stand by that. But people don't like it. They don't like it at all. <laughs> Uh, yes, my kids have potty mouths when they're inside the house. They don't when they, they know enough not to use that language outside of the house. But... Um, you know, I'm right, and I don't care, and people are uh, people are annoyed by it, and that's fine. I, you know, let them be annoyed, but uh, that's my parenting style, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, were you dropping potty mouths, potty words, uh, like when they were, you know, three, four, when they repeated everything, or? Oh yeah, day one, day one. <laughs> oh. So they're dropping f bombs. I mean, when they were what in junior kindergarten daycare because well, no. they didn't what? know to, to reel it in then. Well, it's very possible. It's very possible. But uh, I never got any reports of any foul language at daycare or places like that. But, you know, I've there's there's all sorts of behavior that people that kids take to daycare with them. You know, like uh, I had a daycare teacher tell me once about a, a girl who would always fix cocktails like at the daycare you know what I mean like she would pretend to make martinis in a shaker and stuff like that you know and then there was another kid who whenever he got into uh, you know like a toy car 
He would just <laughs> bomb around and just <laughs> this, get out of the fucking way. And, you know, and the, the, parents, the parents had, yeah, exactly. Oh, fisting everyone left and right. Uh, fisting, fisting galore, yeah. So, you know, but that stuff is, uh, that stuff is totally normal. And, uh, you know, it's fine. It's, it's just there. Uh, once kids get to a certain age they know what what they're supposed to say when they're supposed to say it and you just have to trust them to 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 do that and by the way i I think they're going to use that language anyway because i hear my kids on zoom calls all the time and the other kids are just as bad and i know that their parents are not are not into them using that kind of language i mean they probably learned it from my kids but again (laughs) i don't care Great poll from Erwin Orosio in the stream team who says, I mean, they said, oh, shit, in the TBJ Christmas <laughs> album, LOL. Yes, a yeah. classic moment. Yeah. Very, very funny. They being uh, JD's kids. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Trey, what's your answer for this one? I'm uh, becoming a late stay-upper again, and I... I don't know. Others question it because you should be getting full night's sleep, but I like to think of myself as Michael Jordan, you know? He didn't sleep that much. So for me, get that yoga and get that shower in and I'm ready to go. I would rather watch the games at night um, and then try and remember exactly what happened in the morning because then I can throw on a 10-minute recap and be like, oh, yes, I do enjoy (laughs) basketball and what happened last night. I remember this happening, but... uh, I don't know. Even I question it, staying up super-duper late, but how else are you going to see that big beef? Mm. How many hours of sleep are you getting? Five or six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I think different bodies require different different things. The problem is when I'll get, like, a four-hour night's sleep. That's not... That's too little. Five. Five is... Doable. Four is bad news bears. You know, Trey, there's a uh, good uh, masterclass on sleep. Matthew Walker puts it there. I what, highly you turn recommend. it on and you fall asleep? No, no, it's pretty pretty amazing. But I'm surprised. I'm not surprised the world is like just teetering on the brink of complete disaster because when you listen to this guy and see just how important sleep is and how it affects every single part of sure. life, it's like, oh my God, no wonder everyone's so crazy these days. Are you saying my temper is because I'm not getting any sleep? Get <laughs> away! <laughs> I'm just saying it's pretty fascinating. It's pretty, pretty fascinating. Even LeBron even gets a shout out at it, actually. LeBron's apparently a great sleep, according to him. <laughs> wow, That's he's good he at everything. He's like, I don't yeah. get tired. Yeah, Do you maybe think that, uh, LeBron's most yeah. underrated skill is sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, you blew my mind. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, check it out. All right, Skates, what's your answer? Yeah, just quickly, um, something you've done that you felt was undoubtedly the right thing to do, but others question it. I would say every single iteration of this show, every time we've made a big change, Mm. you get the haters, you get the doubters saying, why would you ever do that? Why would you take an audio podcast and turn it into a video podcast? That's stupid. No one's going to watch that. That's dumb. Well, actually, they were wrong. And thank God we never listened to those people because... uh, ended up turning into a real job for us and not just a <laughs> podcast where we did uh, uh, we did you know put our heart and soul into it and didn't get paid a single thing you know I get it people don't like change but every time we switch something up try something new you just get people I don't, I don't know about that I don't like that change that don't do that and it's like uh, no that's not how it works man you got to keep changing you got to keep trying things especially to create this into a, or turn this into a job so just every time we did that. You know what I'm talking about, especially Tass and JD way back in the day. It's less so now. Maybe we've gained the trust of people, but uh, back then it was a lot of like, that That will never work. That's a dumb idea. And uh, we proved them wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I despise change. 
my one-year-old is eating it all over the floor. I just I can't wait till we're till we're a cashless society and coins are gone forever. Speaking of change, Kevin Porter Jr. was traded from the Cavs to the Rockets this past week after he went on a tirade in Cleveland's locker room. Porter Jr. was angry about his playing time this season, which has been nil, and the Cavs thought the relationship with Porter was irreconcilable. So, when's a time you needed a fresh start like KPJ does? JD. I mean, obviously the answer is right now, like today, immediately, <laughs> like it's urgent. Uh, the alarm bells are ringing. But, you know, spinning up what uh, Skeese was just talking about, in this business, sometimes fresh starts are kind of overrated a little, you know. I mean, yes, we need to do it. Yes, we need to be stay uncomfortable. But how many times have we reinvented this show in the last year and a half alone? I mean, it's got to be six or seven at least you know going from in the studio to home to video to blah 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 and it's going to happen again in about nine months and every time we do it it's an enormous amount of work right (laughs) for all of us uh so i'm looking forward to us hopefully in the next six to nine months us getting back together in the same room to do the show but i'm already freaked out about how much work it's going to be because it's going to be a massive undertaking but uh yeah fresh starts yeah overrated but you got to do it yeah. not an answer i guess but yeah, definitely hey man that was a thoughtful answer is what oh, it was thank you tess trey next one for me, a fresh start is any time that I have to get a new phone. My phone breaks every 1.5 years. I get furious that day that it's broken, that I can't take my Instagram pictures. <laughs> and I get a new one a couple of days later, and I love to start fresh. I don't want all the same apps there. I'm going to eventually download similar apps, but I don't want to just clone it. I want to feel what I'm actually using. You know, I want to feel, I want to be in deep with my phone to to know where things are going to live how are you how you're going to do it you know once i get the tip that oh you know how geniuses organize their apps in folders that really opened my eyes and next thing i know i only got two pages worth of apps you're able to trim them down keep things a little bit more organized i always like to start fresh i don't want to come in with an old phone out with the old in with the new i can't stand folders in on the phone because i did the same thing put all my apps into folders and now there's there's apps that i've still to this day i have no idea where they are i can't find them like i just have to, i just search you know yeah that's how i launch most of my apps is via search yeah, as well you pull down and look for something um but it's also freaky how good they're getting at the recommendations like anytime i swipe down to open up the the search feature the first thing that pops up, if it's five o'clock, New York Times cooking. They're like, hmm, it's dinner time, isn't it? Whoa. You're trying to figure out what to make. I'm like, whoa, you're right. <laughs> Perhaps it's braised beans. We shall see. <laughs> they learn. They learn. I mean, your phone knows you, so maybe that's a good reason to start fresh, too. Throw them a curveball. They're like, whoa, this guy is using his apps totally differently. <laughs> Skates, your answer? Yeah, it's similar, I guess, to where JD was going. Um, I was going to say after every season, for sure, is when you need the fresh start. And this has been a weird one because we didn't really have an off season. You know, there was a few weeks there, but we weren't going anywhere. I love the idea of doing a big, long, crazy NBA season, putting our heart and soul into it, creating a ton ton of content, watching a ton of games, having a blast, and then, man, just being exhausted at the end of it and getting the hell out of Dodge for a little bit and trying to go do something and travel the world. Now, we can't do that right now, so I need that eventually, and we'll get there. But I would say right now, with the amount of work we're doing over the last couple weeks, 
Every Friday is a nice, like, okay. At least we don't have something lined up on the weekend. And I even sometimes will take the Friday night off from watching basketball, even. Uh, it depends if the Raps are playing and who they're playing and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I'll just, like... I'll, I'll catch up on Saturday morning with what I need to know, and I'll actually take the night off from watching, you know, four or five hours of basketball. So every Friday right now, with the <laughs> amount of content we're pumping out uh, during the week, it's like, a, okay, end of the week is here. I could use a day off uh, from worrying about getting something up on social, doing this, doing that, doing this. Uh, so it's nice, and it's great. But then the best part, the beautiful part about it all, it's like come Sunday, I'm like, man, I wish we had a show today. Mm, you know, it's right, like, uh, I can't wait for Monday. So that, you know, is a good job when you're like, oh, I want to get right back into it now. Now I'm refreshed. Now I want to talk hoops with the buds again. So that's good. But yeah, I'd like to travel, really, is what I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get back to. Oh, be fun. Not when we can you- travel again. Crazy stuff. <laughs> what are you watching tonight? It's Fresh Start Friday. What are you going to watch tonight? You know what? I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch anything. I might read a book. Oh, nice. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of television being watched, obviously, through the week. So let's uh, unplug for a little bit. And let's call it there. That was a fun drop podcast. New No Dunks items coming very, very soon to NoDunks.com. Hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, mugs. Go rep the brand and uh, treat yourself to an athletic subscription. Go to TheAthletic.com slash NoDunks, where you can sign up for just $3.99 a month for the best damn sports writing in the world. We do have one more thing coming later today. Lily, very solid plays. Throw your thumbs up. Yeah, so that will be up in our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Share No Dunks with your friends on YouTube. And, uh, oh, Lee's got the hat on, yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you look good. You look like a million dollars. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and now <Okay>. it's on. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we will talk to you guys on Monday. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, cojones is the Spanish word for drawers. I did not think that was the case. I mean, somebody correct that Spanish-speaking people out there. Where Where is cojones the word for drawers? Is that right, Lee? Yes, it's correct, yeah. Oh, crazy. That's just crazy. Cool. <laughs> Brace the weekend. <laughs> you could stay. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.